Hi, this is Doc Jones, the resource investor. I'm here with David Gower, the CEO of Amerita Resources. Amerita Resources is a uh, exploration development company located in the Iperian Pyrag Belt of Spain, the most productive um, uh, volcanogenic massive sulfide belt in the world. Uh, currently, they are the third largest landholder in the belt and are developing the IBW project, which they won in court after five years, uh, was awarded to them by the Supreme Court of Spain in 2020, which changed the trajectory of the company. Uh, uh, till then, they, they had been basically just trying to survive, uh, doing everything they can to keep the company going while they waited for a resolution uh, of this court case. Um, shedding assets at times, management foregoing salaries, actually taking money out of their own pockets to keep the company alive. They had to do a consolidation to recapitalize. And then in 2020, uh, it finally came. And that had a lot to do, I think, also with the uh, deposing of the socialist government that was found to be very corrupt in Spain at the time. Uh, and since then, they have been awarded nine other tenders that has made them the third largest landholder in the belt. And they are awaiting a uh, court date for the Asna Collier land package, which contains uh, four historic deposits and over 90 million tons of high grade worth situ value of about 27 to 30 billion, which is a real game changer for the company. But uh, that case is just at its final leg. It's awaiting a court date any day now because a judge has been appointed a courtroom. We have uh, five Superior Court judges unanimously say crimes were committed. Three levels of court agree. But today we're going to focus on the massive drill program going on on the IBW. Currently, they have 13 rigs drilling. I think that's probably the largest drill program in Europe. Um, hi, David. Hi, how are you, Doc? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I got to tell you, I'm very excited about how things have been progressing and uh, since I became a shareholder about two years ago. Um, uh, currently, the IBW, uh, Romanera, you have 12 rigs there and one at La Infanta. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. And uh, it's, a, it's a very busy, busy project, as, as, as you pointed out. Uh, we, we, we got the... Uh, the permit to go ahead with the Roman era drilling just really earlier this year and, and uh, the team has worked very hard to to ramp up the program it's a fantastic deposit uh, with a historical resource so you know we're excited to get going on it and it will be in our view the the economic driver for the ibw project roman era is the largest of the three historical uh resources on the property and you know, we we're just pushing very hard to get this through to a 43101, a maiden 43101 resource uh, as quickly as, as we can. Uh, so to put 13 drills on the property involves six different contractors. Uh, so the team was worked uh, and scoured, I would say, uh, Europe for, for drills to, to uh, accomplish this. Uh, we're now up to three uh, large core shacks uh, so that we can manage the, the flow of the core and, and the sampling and, and maintain all the QAQC protocols. Uh, it's been actually a, a great exercise also in, in terms of recruiting within the community and, and running a, uh, a very focused training program for uh, young geologists and, and, and other technicians, etc. Uh, who had never been involved, you know, in, in their 
careers or they're just starting their careers uh, with a program of this scale and they're, they're all doing great. You know, we're, we're very happy with their enthusiasm and, and uh, you know, the confidence and the hard work that the team does has, uh, has got to be acknowledged. Yeah, I, I would imagine um, uh, the mayors of the mayor of Pomogo and Playa de Guzman must be thrilled that you guys made good on your commitment to provide uh, employment opportunities uh, in in their um, jurisdictions. I, I recall when I was in Spain doing the site visit where they joined us for lunch with the mining department, and uh, and uh, they seem to be very. Um, very happy with 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 the prospect of providing you know, good jobs to to. Yeah, we have a very good relationship, I would say, with with the mayors of the two municipalities that that the property falls within, uh, Pymogo and, and uh, Pueblo de Guzan. Uh, we've got core shacks in each town, uh, depending on what part of the uh, program is being serviced. The it's. Uh, yeah, it's going well. You know, on top of our own staff with, with 13 drills, there's probably four to five people assigned to each drill, you know, for, for multiple shifts or, or maybe even more. Uh, because I believe they're doing three shifts now. We're going around the clock. Oh, wow. Um, so it's, it's a really <clears throat> large employer within the region at this point. So um, uh, focusing in on Romanera, um, Romanera, as I recall, you started... Put the first drills on there, I believe it was April 22nd of this year when we finally got uh, the okay to uh, begin our drill program there. We started with four rigs. That was five months ago. Now you have 12. Uh, so what, what, what are you seeing now as far as uh, any surprises or our confirmation of the historical? Because historically, there's a couple of figures floated out there. There's Rio Tinto's number of 12 million tons of high grade. There's Astriana Zinc's internal documents showing 17 million tons of high grade. But that excludes the precious metals and copper because Astriana didn't assay for those. Um, so so what, what are you finding in, in, in the confirmation drilling and as far as where we are in the expansion drilling to potentially bring this deposit beyond 20 million tons of high grade? Well, what I, what I will say, Doc, is we've, we've had a few genuine surprises in, in this program, and generally they've been, been very pleasant. Um, a lot of the historical work, uh, it was done over numerous campaigns, I guess, by at least two operators over time. Um, so there's a lot of inconsistency. Um, we we have holes in areas where we are hitting two thick zones of massive sulfides, where in the historical database there's only data for one in many cases, uh, and we're we're having you know fairly good grades in both both lenses, and in some cases the the precious metal aspects, particularly gold, uh, in certain parts of the deposits, particularly in the upper lens. Uh, which in many cases wasn't sampled, um, has been a big surprise. We, we're seeing, you know, thicknesses uh, between seven and ten meters in some cases of what what it would be a decent underground gold <laughs> grade. <laughs> so you know, th- these are all tons even within the uh, the historical footprint of, of of those resources that you would have mentioned. Um, so, so then uh, we'll come into a resource in, in the future because they, they just didn't assay for, for gold primarily in the upper parts of the deposit. 
Uh, in many cases, they they didn't ask for silver either. Uh, and you mentioned Estoriana, we're, we're not even fully assaying her copper. So it, when we look at a polymetallic deposit like this, um, it's it's important that you you measure the, the key metals that you're, you're actually going to generate revenues from when you do your cutoff assessment. Now, Asturiana, to be fair, they, they were a lead zinc company. Uh, they had the smelter in northern Spain, and that was really the focus. So they would have drilled this from that perspective. It would have been viewed as, you know, strategic, potential strategic feed for that smelter. And Rio Tinto, at the time that this drilling was done, was very much a copper-focused company. Um, they they had Nebuscorvo at that time, uh, and, you know, they were... Basically, in the heyday of drilling off one of the really world-class deposits of this type ever discovered, very copper-rich, very tin-rich at that time, and they were much less interested in zinc. Uh, in fact, they were sending zinc to, to the tailings of Pettus Corvo. They didn't have a zinc circuit. Um, so, you know, that kind of history related to historic economics as much as anything. If people remember the 80s, uh, zinc was uh, sometimes as low as 35 cents a pound. You know, it was not really the best business to be involved in. So um, we, we are fortunate in that that work was done and, and the we have 52 holes that give us a very good insight into what to expect, but we're seeing much better than what we actually expected. Uh, keep in mind that the historical database that we're working with is largely hand done. It's not digital. We had to digitize it ourselves. It's it's hand drawn sections, uh, colored with uh, you know pencil crayons. So the way it was done in those days, uh, assay sheets are handwritten. They're not on. They, mm. they have to be entered and type keyed in all those things. So. We, we, we have built a database, and, and what we're seeing is uh, an expectation that, you know, that this deposit is expanding. We're, we're drilling outside of the limits of what would have been included, as far as we know, and, and still hitting our, or yeah. our grade at least. Yeah, I, I, I did a little work on that, you know, incorporating the, uh, so far, uh, you've stepped out uh, 100 meters long strike, uh, and 100 meters uh, down dip from the, the historical. The historical was 450 by 350, bulk density of four uh, to get about 12 million tons. So that gives you an average uh, length of, of the mineralized zone of about 17 meters. So applying that, that, that same uh, density and lengths to the new dimensions, uh, you get 550 by 450 times four times, you know, 17, you get about 17 million tons, uh, within, uh, so far. And that excludes, uh, what you've basically, what you've said is that there will be migration within the historical, uh, into the resource because of the, uh, lack of assaying for the precious metals, uh, and also um, that they used just the zinc plus lead cutoff uh, and ignored the rest. Um, so, so I'm thinking that uh, you're going to be very comfortably uh, above 20 million tons when you do do the resource. 
that's my opinion. I, of course, you can't probably comment on that, but <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit early for me to, to make those kind of projections until we do the work. But uh, but it, the thing is, it, certainly we we are we are drilling outside of the existing footprint and. Even within the existing footprint, we're seeing results that appear to exceed in places what, what the historical drilling database suggested. So Yeah, there's a good example there, the last hole, hole 19, where historically they only drilled and penetrated the, the first lens and then they stopped. And then when you guys drilled, you penetrated both the first and then the second lens, which is about 19 meters below the, the first lens. And then you hit... Uh, about 27 meters of uh, 2.6% copper, half a percent lead, 1.1% zinc, 0.3% gold, and about a ounce of silver. And within that, you had 14 meters of over 4% copper, um, ounce and a half of silver, you know, about, you know, 3% Z plus link, uh, lead plus zinc. So that, that's, that's some valuable, valuable ore there. And that, yeah. and that's to the West. Before there was some speculation that maybe the West wouldn't extend anymore because there was a hole that was mineralized but not economic. Whereas this, and that was 60 meters out, and then you step out 100 meters and you hit this combined section of uh, what is um, about 60 meters total between the upper and the lower lens of of, of economic ore uh, that would meet the. Uh, the smelter cutoff grade. Yeah, that's that. I mean, four percent copper is is a valuable hole. Yeah, and that's it, for sure, and it's and wide too. It's actually, you know, relative to the historical drilling that intersected the lower lens, it's about a hundred hundred meter step out. So, it's it, it's important. The a there's a copper zone out, out there that needs to be uh, evaluated, I guess, uh, or a copper rich zone, potentially. Uh, and and in, in these deposits, that's not that uncommon that you see a gradation. If you look at Metogamy Camp, for example, uh, something like the Ilju deposit, the, the core of that deposit where the feeders are, are copper rich. Right. And you, there's a temperature gradient. There's like black smokers that form, form these things and you yeah. The lead zinc tends to come out uh, around it, and then you get the pyrite. And we will see some significant grade variations within these deposits because, mm. well, we've said it before. If you look at uh, the historical resource that uh, Rio Tinto calculated, a 34 million ton resource within it, there was 12 million tons of, of higher grade. If you look at Asimov Coyer, there's a 73 million ton open pitable resource that Boliden had defined for the mine at uh, Los Trailes. Within that, we calculate about 28 million tons of much higher grade, you know. So uh, this kind of grade variation is going to come and go within the deposit, and, and that'll be an issue that you deal with as you lay out your mine plan. Mm-hmm. Any luck, uh, you, you have a distribution of low grade, you just leave pillars, you know. Right. You have to leave pillars in mines, and uh, or if not, you, you you deal with it within the uh, within the mine plan when the appropriate time comes around. But uh, 
really at this point, uh, we're, we're pretty excited really, with what we're seeing that the team is, you know, every day is a new day in the core shack and there's massive <laughs> sulfides coming in the door. Uh, I guess our frustration continues to be with the turnaround time for assays. Yeah. Um, we've always seems to have about 12 to 15 holes that we're waiting for assays and another 12 in progress sort of thing. And, uh, Hopefully that that'll all clear itself up over the next year. Uh, but right now we're pushing with the production as, as fast as we can to try to meet our, our target of uh, a maiden forty three one oh one resource. Probably will get pushed into the first quarter of next year just because of the turnaround on assets. Yeah, yeah. And and also I was discussing this with someone else. December, why 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 would you want to release a resource in December? No one's around. You've got all the holidays. And, and whatnot. Well, maybe, maybe the current economic environment, which is a little unstable where other companies are laying down rigs or holding back on, uh, on exploration budgets will, will serve us well. And, and maybe we'll get a, a quicker turnaround with assays because of that, because, you know, we're extremely well capitalized. Last I checked, we had 24, 25 million in the bank and this program will absorb about 10 million. Uh, so, uh, uh, there's no reason to, uh, take your foot off the gas, so to speak, which you haven't, cause now we're at 13 drills. So, um, no, that's right. We're, we're in good shape. Uh, the treasure is very strong and, and, and operating in this area is, is, is very cost effective. The infrastructure lends itself to relatively low cost, uh, production for drilling. You don't have to install large camps. Mm. Uh, the, the drill companies can easily rent uh, houses and whatnot to stay in. And, uh, you know, there's easy paved highway access, basically, for servicing the drills and all of those sorts of things that uh, just really reduce the, the costs. Uh, obviously, fuel costs are a little bit higher, but those are factored into the, into the budget already. Do, do, do you think uh, before year end that we'll get a drill on El Cura or is that dependent on how big Romanera gets? I guess if you hit the edges, you might move a move a drill, but yeah, it's still I, open. I think we probably will try to get a few holes into El Cura okay. uh, before the end of the year. I, I would like, I'm very curious to see what we get. Yeah, yeah. So, the, histor- the historical uh, there yeah, is pretty... At this point, really, the focus is to, to get at least enough drilling on... Romanera to do a, a maiden resource if it's still open, we'll just make a cutoff. Yeah, at some point and uh, and calculate what we have and, and note that we're still room to expand it type of thing uh, because essentially at that stage we will have a resource that should easily be out of scale to. to to start to work on on serious economics and engineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I think that's what's causing our discount in the market because to peers, uh, you know, there's some peer evaluations out there and we're at about a 70, 80% discount. And the difference is, is not the resource. Our resources actually have a better grade and the potential upside is is better. It's just that those those peers have a 43101 or a PEA. So as soon as we have that 43101, you can sit down and do a, an NPV on it. And and then it's no longer uh, speculation. It's this is what it is, and this is the value, and then you can get that multiple, um, which is is not that far away. You know, Q one, you know, three months, four months, 
by the end of Q1, uh, we have that or sooner, that, that would be a, a really nice, um, a nice re-rate, I think, in, you know, in, in yeah. opinion. Yeah, well, Claris, Claris put out a note uh, earlier this week, which I think has provided a very interesting analysis of just what you, you just talked about. Yeah. Where they, uh, they did a benchmark us against Adriatic metals and, and foreign mining, which, mm. you know, are not yet in production either. But further ahead, I, I guess, in terms of having, having their resource. But if you look at, as you point out, their market caps, according to the document, I'm just looking at it, are kind of between 470 and 500 million, where we're right now around 160. Uh, and the resources are very similar. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I think they're, they're almost the same. Yeah, and I believe Claris in that report, I don't have it in front of me, they only used the Romanera deposit. They didn't include anything from La Infanta, which has been expanded. That, that that began historically at about close to a million tons at 26% zinc equivalent. That's correct, yeah. It's, 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 it's important to raise that, that, you know, Romanera is going to be the anchor for this IBW yeah. project, but the other deposits, Infanta, Alcura, can make very valuable contributions because the capital for the mill and all the big capital will be borne by Romanera. And, and so these smaller, you know, could be two to three or larger ton deposits that are, are, are bolt-on have huge value because it's basically just the cost of mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, it's interesting. I, w- I was explaining this to someone the other day. They had brought up uh, another company in Spain that was sold and, and had, uh, you know, a resource, uh, you know, around you know, 30, 40 million tons at an inferior grade uh, of Amaritas, but they were, they were sold for, you know, almost 2 billion. So the example I, 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 I present to people and I'll, I'd like your comment on it is, you know, would you rather have a company that has 50 million tons at $250 a ton in situ value or 20 million tons at $400 a ton? And that the mining cost is a $150 a ton. A lot of people go, I'll take the 50 million tons, but if you run the economics on it, Every ton that, that, that the first company, uh, they generate $100 a ton in free cash flow, whereas the other company generates $250 in cash flow, 100, 150% more cash flow per ton, even though their grade is only 65% higher. And, 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 and what does that mean economically? Uh, you know, it means what? Lower CapEx because you need less tons to go through the mill and... Greatest king, basically, when it comes to it's it's, it's economics one hundred and one. If you think about it, it, it costs the same amount to mine a ton of ore if it's a ton of five percent or if it's a ton of ten percent. It costs the same amount to mill a ton of ore if it's five percent or if it's ten percent. So all of the difference between five and ten percent is pure margin. Yeah, what it comes down to. But it's even better than that. Typically, if you have higher grade ore, you get better metallurgical performance um, because your, your concentration factor is not as high mm-hmm. to get it up to a concentrate grade. And uh, your recoveries tend to be better as well. It, it's just the nature of the beast. So for sure, any incremental grade improvements that, that you have, they, that basically translates almost directly to the bottom line. 
not just these deposits, pretty well any deposit, but that's the case. Um, so, yeah, if, if you have the choice between those two, take the high grade one if they have the same amount of yeah. metal. Yeah, because yeah, uh, also you, you, you require a smaller mill, so it's less capex to get the operation going. Yeah, produce the same amount of metal. Yeah, uh, smaller footprint, less waste rock, and you're also less susceptible to inflationary uh, um, input costs rise because you're using less of them. You need less labor, less materials, and less water, less power to generate the same uh, free cash flow. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's where Amarita sits at my thesis of at least 20 million tons at Romanera. Uh, it's actually more than $400 a ton, you're, you know, with the... Um, Inclusion of the precious metals, I model it around 15% zinc equivalent because we seem to be getting uh, two grams a ton uh, pretty homogeneously if you uh, average it all out. And then there's a bit of an uptick in, in, the, uh, in the silver and also uh, the copper uh, coming through compared to the historical. So that's about 450 a ton in the current pricing environment if you use $1.40 for zinc. Uh, and I believe uh, when we had discussions about two years ago, a year and a half ago, dispositing unofficially, you know, what, what, what you thought the mining and milling costs would be. And, you know, uh, back then it was 100, 125. I added 25% for inflation and made it, you know, 150. That's a healthy margin. That's like a $300 per ton margin, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it should be a good business. Yeah, yeah, and especially especially when we just have to we have to systematically do the work. Yeah, and, and uh, with with all of these projects, just you never cut any corners. You just do everything as completely as you can, and you know we we started the permitting process already. We we started the baseline work in June, mm -hmm. uh, so that you know. Because that, that typically is a critical path item. You, you need at least one year of data, if not a little bit more. So uh, that's not a hugely expensive um, exercise to pull that data together and get the consultants working on it. Is that, is that a lot of time down the road? Is that is that uh, uh, so? After you have a resource on this in Q one, then can you start the process of applying for the uh, uh, exploitation permit? Going from uh, you can start the process. I think once you have some sort of a economic study is to support it. Okay. Uh, you can't really do the final permitting, obviously, in any jurisdiction until you have the feasibility completed, because the the final stage of permitting always really reviews the whatever the final engineering study. They have to know what they're permitting specifically. Right, right. Um, so, um, with uh, moving over to uh, Nuevo Tintilo, uh, when last we chatted, uh, you had a team on the ground there, hired a, a new geologist. They had a program there. How how is that looking? Do you getting uh, uh, any any sampling results? Do you expect in the in the near term as far as you know, um, trenching? Mostly, or? mostly what they're doing is is mapping, and, and, and they are taking samples as they go. Uh, we don't have any assays at this point, but they're they're pretty encouraged with what they're seeing. That they they started on the west side of the property, which is the area you would have visited where the 
the historical workings uh, of, are, are located. Mm-hmm. Uh, slowly moving, uh, or systematically, not slowly, uh, to, to the east along strike. Um, so they're putting that geological picture together and, and, and laying out, you know, basically how, how to target what, what the dips of the stratigraphy are, all, all those things that need to be documented before you set up and do a drill program mm-hmm. properly. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a lower key uh, project at this point to, compared to Roman era where we've yeah. so much activity going. But yeah, uh, yeah it, it's actually continuing uh, very systematically. We have a, a good senior geologist that we've hired to run that program and uh, Hopefully we'll have some more results to talk about uh, as he gets his work done. Yeah, because uh, I remember you released the uh, EM survey there and had generated about 14 different targets on the property. Um, yeah. Be- so they'll be going through and, and ground-truthing all of those targets, mm. making sure uh, you know they're, they're related to... I mean, some of them could be related to graphitic zones and things like that. Yeah. Mm. You can't just blindly follow it. You have to go and do a stage after you do your geophysics and uh, make sure the geological context works or it's not a... Sometimes it can be something like culture. It can be as, as crazy as a, an electrified fence sometimes that you don't know is there. So <laughs> those, are, those make great conductors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is true. That is true. Um, so, uh, and at Lanfanta, there's one drill there doing, uh, infill, I believe, and, and some step outs. I remember the last. Yeah, uh, it's, it's sort of in that area to the east of, of where the high grade initial Lanfanta deposit was, mm-hmm. where we were getting some grades on the north limb, mm-hmm. uh, with those, that last release we put out, but with one drill over there. Uh, and it's one of the slower rigs. Um, it doesn't, it, it's not really capable for all the Roman air to do the deeper holes, so we left it over there. But, uh, yeah, we, we continue to pick away there. It's going to be quite a bit larger. Um, mm-hmm. The strike extent is, is more than doubled. It, it's actually a very extensive mineralized system. Yeah. We would like it to be a couple meters thicker in many places, but it, as a as a system goes, it's, it's probably one point two to one point four kilometers already on strike. We haven't tested it that deeply. It's it's still going below three hundred meters. We know that, but uh, we have so much to do near surface. There's no sense at this point just chasing that to, to death right now. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, so uh, I guess as far as news flow, um, you'll continue well with. 12 rigs on Roman era and one on Lan Fanta. It's just a matter of the assay labs. It seems you guys have been getting out data pretty much every three weeks. Um, yeah, hopefully every two to three weeks we should be getting, I mean, I'm hoping that the turnaround starts to pick up Yeah, with the labs. Um, it is, you know, it is a bit of a frustration because sometimes you're, you're spotting holes with that many drills without We'd like to see the assays of the hole before for right. know, for planning purposes, but uh, uh, at least because it's massive sulfides, we, we can see it. So yeah, you know, if it was a gold project, it would be hugely problematic, you know, because we don't know what the assays are. Yeah. We can we can make a bit of an estimate visually, 
Um, so we'll we truck on. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great project, and uh, it's not it's not too often that you get to uh, set up on a program like this with this this level of uh, activities. Well, um, maybe, uh, maybe in the next couple of releases, you, you can uh, put out a uh, detailed release incorporating all the, all the drill data from Roman era. So uh, people that are not capable of using, you know, don't have access to LeapFrog or, or whatnot can kind of see how this is all hanging together um, because it's, it's turning out to be a very, very nice deposit. And uh, Yeah, we should be getting close to a point <clears throat> where we can... Uh, put together some sort of a sensible model. I mean, we have one, obviously, but you, yeah. you don't want to put it out too early, uh, particularly with some of the historical data. We think it's pretty good, and particularly the Rio Tinto part of it, but uh, some of it is quite incomplete as well. So I don't, you don't want to present it too early, or you might end up misleading uh, people. But for example, in, in some of the holes, they, they didn't assay completely through the NASA sulfides. They, they took representative samples mm. uh, and left like two meters stretches in between and that type of thing uh, based on what we can tell from the from the historical drill logs. You know, there's, there's, when we drill those areas, we, we, we see continuous sulfides that weren't sampled in the drill logs. Mm. Way. So uh, it's... There's a lot of opportunity in those zones, if uh, especially if they're coming back with high high gold dives, you know. It's, uh, so it's it, it is really an interesting project coming together, and, and as I as I said, the surprises to date have been pretty pretty much all on the upside. So yeah, that, that that's what it sounds like. That uh, you know you've got a, a project that had a pretty decent resource to begin with and that resource was compiled by only using lead plus zinc uh, precious metals weren't accounted for a lot of times and also sections of the drill core were not assayed that had massive sulfides so uh, you know that kind of mitigates the potential of it being less than what they stated it's uh, so far proving up to be a lot larger so uh, that, that, that that's very good very good uh, yeah, so we're getting, we're in October now, uh, so the seasons have changed, you can drill 24 hours a day, that's great, because uh, in the summer if people aren't aware, in Spain when it gets really hot, you're not allowed to drill uh, for uh, like an 8 hour stretch during the day or 6 hours during the day, uh, so it, it kind of uh, crimps your productivity, but now, you know, with running basically the largest drill program in Europe, um, yeah, this should come together really quickly. Uh, it's it's impressive how 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 quickly uh, you you've taken the steps to to stay on your timeline and exceed that timeline of of bringing not only the resource but have it in an indicated because you're drilling uh, you know fifty meter section step outs so that you'll have more than just an inferred resource a indicated resource which is a lot more valuable economically when you're putting an NPV on something. So that's, that's really good. And managing the capital, like it's so funny when we raised money last year at, uh, was it a uh, dollar, dollar 10 or something like that? Uh, $20 million, $20 million. And at that time the treasury had like 24 million. And since then we've drilled thousands and thousands of meters, went from two rigs to 13 and we still have, 24 million in the bank. <laughs> well, that's, that's thankfully, the, the warrants, you know, have, have 
been very valuable as it turned out in, in recharging the treasury and, and for a long time um you know they were they were more or less offsetting the the operating costs yeah they came in at a very uh, uh manageable pace and there's still i think a, a few more to come so mm. uh, we still have a i think one tranche that that can add some some money to the treasury between now and the end of the year okay good good yeah yeah as far as far as i've modeled you know getting the resource out and the 70,000 meters of drilling and all that, you should be in a very comfortable position uh, to continue the work into uh, 2023. And then there's always, which we haven't talked about as Nicolier, that uh, we could get a date basically any time. Um, uh, we're, we're overdue. Uh, so um, that happens. I think that'll be a, a major re-rate as well. Um, because all the evidence that has been put out there officially, not people's opinion, is that crimes were committed. It's five Superior Court judges ruled that. Three levels of court ruled that. It was an opinion. Like, I see some of the, uh, the, uh, the bullshit, I'll put it, that uh, is in some of these opinion pieces coming out of uh, certain nefarious um, articles out of certain certain publications uh, uh uh but but the facts are the facts the facts are the facts they reopen yeah, the case no, it's a published uh, ruling by five superior court judges yeah. it's not, it went it's, for, it's not an opinion it's it, it is what it is yeah and the yeah. laws are the law right and we went from from six people being charged to eight to 16 to the charges upgraded to include jail time and serious crimes the criminal court is taking the lead on this now uh, the administrative court says they're going to use uh, the evidence in the criminal court to make their decision. So that, that, that set us back from the, uh, administrative court making a decision, but, or making a decision that we wanted. But the fact is, is now that moves the, the percentages vastly in our favor. If they were like, you know, 95% before, now they're like 97, 98% or 99.9 because you also have the administrative irregularities, which disqualifies uh, the opposing tender. And then compounded with that, you have multiple serious crimes committed and the law states very clearly, and there's a precedence for this, is that if one crime is committed in the awarding of a tender, that company is disqualified, goes to the next qualified tender, and which is the only one there is Amarita. And you're, you're the guys, the only people who did a feasibility study level work on this thing. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I could go on forever about this. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's, it's well worth waiting for. It's like people go, oh, it hasn't happened yet. And I go, how long have you owned this stock? tell you but uh, yeah. you know we went through a, a similar process with IBW and, and I will say that the courts in in Spain have, have proven to be uh, truly um, independent and and have have ruled according to the law in our experience yeah. and uh, certainly we are, we're appreciative that we're in a place with such a strong rule of law yeah. and uh on top of that, you know, a lot of the, what we have done in the last, since 2020, it, it's all been through COVID as well. So, yeah. including the courts, things have been shut down very often. Uh, the courts are backlogged. 
And it's just, it's a fact of life. It's not the only institutions in the world that are facing these kind of backlogs. Just yeah. think about trying to get a passport in Canada in the last few months. Mm. Eventually, these things that do get cleared up. So. Well, we're certainly doing pretty well for a briefcase company, considering we are the third largest landholder in Spain, have a treasury of, uh, you know, 24, 25 million, running the largest drill po- program likely in all of Europe. Uh, you know, that's and employing over well over 100 people uh, and having the support, written support of both the, the mayors of uh, uh uh, of the uh, of Pomogo and uh, Playa de Guzman, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. You know. yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, don't get me going. And there's so much, okay. so much BS out there. You know, I'm like, you have no idea. You have no idea. You know, I'm like, do do a little research. Uh, you know, uh, we're 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 huge, and we're going to get really big really quick in the next year. Anyways, uh, well, Dave, thanks for your time. Uh, I'm oh, look, looking. Talk. I appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the time as well. Always yeah. a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, you, you as well, and uh, I look forward to the continued uh, results and uh, uh, you know Q1 getting the resource estimate uh, to see if my models uh, hold up. So far, so good. So, um, yeah, and. Uh, yeah. So, oh, oh, are, are you going to be doing? Uh, does the company have any um, uh, uh, like mines and money or any of that things going on in the near future? Yeah, we will be doing mines and money uh, this year. Okay. Uh, probably we'll have some kind of an institutional site visit just before it. Okay. Uh, there's a Swiss mining uh, conference as well that we, uh, we found was very effective last year. Okay. So. Uh, and, and then basically we're, we're on the phone every day with, with one group or another, um, mm. you know, pitching the results. The interest is, is very high right now, I, I would say. the In general, people view that the, the prices come back to, you know, a point that it really makes sense to look at. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, it's uh, we 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 we've certainly had uh, quite a bit of volatility, but um, you know, if, if people would just focus, I would encourage people just to ignore the noise and look at the actual data, and and have a thesis and and you know, figure out what do you think it's worth. You know, I, I have my thesis, and that's pretty well known. I you know I I'm just, I haven't changed. If anything, I've. It's been reinforced, and you know my my, my thesis it continues to be when we get Asna Collier that within two years we'll probably get bought out, or or the market will reward us with a multi-billion-dollar market cap, uh, considering those deposits. Uh, they're great. Like I, I, have, I have, you know, like this. Well, and don't don't count it out IBW at this yeah. point. It's it's also going to be a, a fantastic. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, like uh, it's uh, it's it's hate to say the phrase, but it's a champagne problem if we end up with both of those. Yeah, I know. Eh? Both of those yeah. projects at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll get your wish of putting thirty to forty drills on uh, Asna Collier, and then you'll have you know fifteen twenty drills on the other. <laughs> It'll be well. We don't even have to because yeah, Asna Collier is already like Los Feliz was drilled as a reserve. Yeah, so yeah. We, we need to expand it for the underground, but 
uh, there's already a 15-year reserve life. So we, we, the drilling we do there really will be twofold. Because we're going to change the cutoff for underground mining, we need yeah. to tighten up the, the edges of the high grade for grade yeah. control, and then we need we need new material for metallurgical yeah. uh, studies because milling technology has has improved so much that you really need to redo the metallurgy and you know using uh, what what's actually going to be in the mill, not not what was built in 1960 or whenever that old mill was built. Right. Oh, speaking of which, the uh, uh, the zonation of, of the Roman era, where the precious metals seem to be. Uh, pretty well definedly zoned, and uh, we were talking before. You were saying how that, that 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 you would, if that plays out, where you have the accumulation of the precious metals in in uh, a zoned area, then in a potential mining scenario, you would you you would foresee uh, uh, because it you you'd be getting a grade in that zone, you know, of three four grams per ton that that, that you it would make sense to set up um, uh, a separate uh, circuit for that under a, a mining scenario because you would get much better recoveries. And uh, also because it's close to surface, uh, the cash flows uh, initially would be pretty decent. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't know at this point, but yeah. it, it would be, uh, you know, with that type of zone, uh, if it's if it's discrete, the way it, at least in places it appears to be, it, it would probably be economically beneficial, I would think, to to have a just a circuit for that material in the mill and produce a precious metal concentrate. Yeah, uh, which would basically then go to the smelters, and and that would, by doing that, you get probably the best recoveries of, of precious metals with, with that type of uh, processing. I, I, we've seen it in other projects I've been involved with with other companies that it works very well. Yeah. Of course, the smelters get—they they basically get all the gold because you know, they just melt this stuff, and it's not like just a flotation uh, type system. So, but I mean that's something for a future study. But uh, obviously, we're already trying to think about what what this deposit might look like and, yeah. and how it might be developed. Similarly, we've we've uh, we've hired a, an experienced mining engineer from the region and. Uh, we're already uh, doing different scenario planning on, on you know, how best to place infrastructure. Uh, you know, where where uh, you might be able to place it in a way that minimizes any new uh, disturbed ground, that type of thing. Right, right. All of these things could be very important if you can accomplish them in the future in terms of expediting the permitting process and, and that type of thing. But you can minimize the footprint of, of your operations. So. Well, it's good. It's the, good. The team is, we, we're pretty confident that, you know, this will be a viable deposit um, based on the confirmation drilling that we've done. Uh, certainly confirms at, at the very least what the Rio Tinto drilling was, was telling us, I think. And, yeah. Uh, so we, we can we can start those processes now, and, and we don't know what the total end scale will be because we don't know the ultimate size of the deposit yet or, yeah. or what the production rates will be, but at least we can start the scenario planning and, and, and look at what the options are. So. Oh, that's great. That's great. Good to know. Good to know that you're thinking ahead. 
Uh, well, Dave, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, it's been very informative, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see uh, how we finish out the year and see see uh, see see if you get those seventy thousand meters in uh, before, <laughs> by the end of November. Don't worry if if, if it takes to the end of December, uh, I won't be I won't be too upset. <laughs> I'm I'm less worried about the seventy thousand meters as long as we get the tons. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right. The, uh, anyway, I see the time. Actually, I've got to jump on, a, on another call. Oh. So I better, uh, I better uh, sign off here in the, in the next second or so. Okay. Well, th- thank you, Dave. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Great. Thanks, Doc.